remember when I was a kid, a toy that became very popular, and it was the Mr. Potato Head. I don't know if any of you have ever heard of that toy, right? It's this plastic potato, and you get to stick ears in it, and then eyes, and then a nose, and then mouth, and then different types of hats and things, and when you're done, then you have the Mr. Potato Head. But no matter what choice of eyes or mouth or ears or et cetera, et cetera, you have to have the pieces in there, otherwise it looks like this amorphous blob of nothing. It looks like a potato, right? It doesn't look like Mr. Potato Head. We could say that Advent is kind of like Mr. Potato Head, right? Never tell the bishop that I said that, and it's definitely not from the early church fathers, right? That's just me. The Advent is kind of like Mr. Potato Head. If you remember last Sunday, the whole theme was on being watchful. Open your eyes. The whole theme was about our eyes. The master who leaves his servants in the house and he turns to the gatekeeper and he says, be watchful. Why? So that the gatekeeper can go then when the master comes and tell everyone who's in the household the master is coming. And we saw that how Advent is not just simply a preparation, a preparation of myself, a self-help season. No, it's about I have a responsibility towards all of those who are in the household of the master, which is humanity. Who is the gatekeeper, as we said last week? The gatekeeper is the one who has been given the gift of faith, a new way to see, to see things the way God sees them. That's faith. In order to turn and say to the other servants, He's coming. This life is not the end. It's not all about here and now. The master will return. He is coming. The gatekeeper who bursts into the house and says, he is coming. Even though you don't see him, I know he is coming because my eyes are open. The eyes. And this Sunday, as I said last Sunday, right? each Sunday is going to give us another tip, another tidbit on this preparation and this Sunday's readings were all about not the eyes, but about the mouth. Proclaim, cry out, cry out to my people. I'm sending my messenger before you, a voice in the desert. This Sunday, we've now moved to another piece of the Advent preparation, which is what am I supposed to do with my mouth? Last Sunday, it's the way I'm supposed to see. This Sunday, we're called to take one step further. What am I supposed to do with this mouth? And we're given the example of John the Baptist. John the Baptist, who is the voice par excellence, the voice who prepared the way of the Lord, the voice in the desert that cried out. And the church is saying, see, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Do what he did. Look at your model in the second Sunday of Advent. 
how are we supposed to use our voice? What are we supposed to talk about? What are we supposed to proclaim? How are we supposed to do it? You're supposed to be, we're supposed to be like John the Baptist. And the problem is we read these readings and we say, I am nothing like John the Baptist. I mean, look, for crying out loud, all of the Judean countryside went out to him. The entire city of Jerusalem went out to listen to him. Me? No one listens to me. Not even my kids or my wife or my husband, right? No one listens to me. And we come into the Advent preparation and we're supposed to be like, yeah, John the Baptist, thousands, hundreds of thousands. We're like, yeah, right. There's no way. That is so far away from my experience or anything that I could ever do. And I would caution you not to think that way. John the Baptist had thousands that came to him in a very short period of time. Remember, he lost his life. Herod right, killed him. Who's to say that you will not reach thousands in your lifetime? One by one by one by one. We are called to the same mission the very same mission of John the Baptist. What's the secret? What was the secret to John's success? And I think it's very simple, but yet very deep. Three words. He was sent. He was smart. And I'm trying to remember the last one. That's what happens when a priest starts slowing down because after four masses, you forget the last one. Let's see if the last one comes to me. He was sent. It says the very first thing, and we don't, it seems simplistic, and we immediately jump over it. John was sent by God. The secret to his success was the fact that he was sent. And you know something? Jesus Christ, after he rose from the dead, walked into the upper room, and what did he say to his apostles? As the Father has sent me, so now I send you. And the last words that he said to his disciples before he left them, and they would wait, we would wait, until his second coming were, go make disciples. Go. Don't underestimate the power that you have received from God. You, not just me as a priest, you baptized Christian. You have been sent. I have been sent in the same way that John the Baptist was sent. He's able to move hearts. Why? Because God is with him. Not because he's some amazing, intelligent, incredible, charismatic. No, no, no. God sent him. But you know what? God's not going to steamroll my free will. He has sent me, but if I don't open my mouth, his power will not work. I have to open my mouth regarding my faith. Not in an obnoxious way, in an attractive way. Because I'm crazy in love with this Jesus that's coming back. The second thing, John the Baptist was 
smart. Where did he preach? He preached in the desert. Multiple reasons why he probably preached there, but I think probably one of the number one reasons was there were no distractions. It was the place where his audience could best hear him. How does that apply to me? Do I search for the place, for the way that I can best tell my brother or sister about the Lord Jesus Christ? Am I smart how I spread the faith? Or do I just charge in with the two by four? Or am I a coward? Because the answer is neither one of those. Do I look at the person in front of me, my friend at school, my friend who works with me at work, and do I figure out, am I looking, how can I make that message reach his or her heart? And the last thing, which I did remember, is he was simple. He wore camel's hair, shirt, not cashmere, leather belt, ate locusts, wild honey, simple. He didn't need stuff. Too often, I think, we're afraid to engage people with our faith because we feel like, oh, I don't have enough stuff. I don't have enough knowledge. I haven't gone to enough Bible studies. I haven't prepared. I haven't read my catechism. I don't know number 356 yet. I don't know paragraph 2. No, 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 no. John the Baptist didn't have a catechism. He was simple. He was sent. He was smart. He was simple. Dear brothers and sisters, this second Sunday of Advent, we put another piece on our Mr. Potato Head. The eyes and today the mouth. How do I use that gift, which is my mouth? How will they ever hear about our Lord Jesus Christ unless I open my mouth?